0: Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. Here we go, Knowles Development Podcast, and this is going to be a good one. Uh, we are in a conversation over the last few podcasts on influence um, and how that's just a critical piece of leadership in general. In fact, many people say that leadership simply is influence, the ability to influence other people. Uh, without that, you know, you're not a leader. You're a person just out there walking by yourself because there's nobody walking with you. So when it comes to influence, there's various aspects that we've been talking about, reward and punishment, like, love versus hate and dislike. And this week we wanted to dive into something. It's a a deep-rooted human trait. To ignore it, uh, it will be to your folly, both in yourself and in those that you're working with, those that you're working to lead, those that you're working to influence. And that is envy and jealousy. Envy and jealousy are real. Here's how real it is. My favorite quote on it is this. It's from our buddy Warren Buffett. It is not greed that drives the world, but envy. It's not so much that we want everything. We want everything that others have. So how does this show up? Well, first off, what this really is, is wanting something that someone else has, right? So we want to have the things that others have. The other other way this shows up is fearing that what you have will be taken away, right? So let's just talk about the takeaway. It's a classic thing that happens in business from time to time. Economics of a business change and manager, leader, CEO, whatever, has to come into the group and say, hey, we've got to change some stuff. Um, Maybe some of the perks that we used to have, we're not gonna have anymore. Maybe some of the things that the business used to cover, we're not gonna be able to cover anymore. Maybe the compensation structure has to change. I mean, these are things that are, are almost timeless. And what we know as people who have led is the takeaway is a challenging thing that is not going to be received well by almost everybody, like almost every time. So you've gotta know what you're walking into, right? So context is something that's really important, creating the context of understanding like we don't want to take away your job. So instead of firing, say, 20 percent of the workforce here, we're going to find other ways to make sure that we can all stay working and keep building a productive, thriving company, which may mean, you know, slight discount in what people's compensation is, some of the, like, hey, there's not going to be coffee for free in the break room anymore. Like, we're going to find ways to water down the soup that we haven't done before, but it means that we're not going to have to take away bigger stuff. So that can be a technique that can help when it comes to the envy and jealousy piece. The other thing is, think long and hard before adopting some new part of say compensation or benefit because there's you know the the precedence aspect of it can really be the thing that can nip you later understand that if we didn't do it and then we start doing it we're going to get a little bump maybe a little more morale maybe you know something like that but god forbid you ever have to take that thing away whatever gains you had in morale you're going to lose and in the short term probably plus some so if we want to think, we got to think hard about what are the compensation things that we can do. What are the things that we can do for the people that we're leading that we never have to do a takeaway, or we do everything we can to really think out all the scenarios so that we don't ever have to do that. Classic example with some of the people that I've coached is is creating a structure for a smaller business that you then will. Know that as the business grows, as things happen that you really hope will happen, that you go from two, three, four, five, six, seven employees to 20, 30, 40. If you just played out the scenario and said, well, what's the compensation going to look like there versus what does it look like when there's three of us? You'd know almost immediately that the compensation structure you're about to put in place for, say, that third hire or that fourth hire. Isn't going to work long term. You're setting yourself up out of the gate as a leader to down the road, and down the road could be months, not years, having to do a significant takeaway. Okay. And what that really is, is that's 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 showing your hand and your failure to plan. Showing your hand and your failure to have the vision that looks around the corner. That's what people are attracted to. There's security in working with somebody who's seeing around the corner and taking that data and applying it to the decisions of today. If we know that, say, for a real estate team, yeah, we're going to hire a buyer agent, somebody who works strictly with buyers, maybe we're going to hire two of them. So I have a certain compensation structure. But by the time I have seven of them, I can't be managing all seven of those people. So there's going to have to be somebody else who is leading and and managing that department. Okay, so how's that person going to be compensated? How does that person get compensated? Well, we got to work out that compensation plan before we ever hire the first buyer agent. That's the only way we avoid the takeaway. If we go, hey, you know, this is as big as we're going to get and we just hired two buyer agents and, on a certain comp plan and then turn around two years later and have to go back and say, ah, uh, I meant that's a great way to lose people who are doing a good job and have help, helped you build what you have. And again, I would argue passionately that's a failure of the leader. You didn't look around the corner. You didn't play out the scenario of when we do this thing right, it's going to get bigger. We're going to need more people. We'll have to pay those people. So what does that model look like? Don't start with an organizational chart of what it looks like 10 minutes from now. Look at the organizational chart as big as you can imagine your business getting. Start with that. And then back into, well, what must the compensation work like at that level? And then how do I need to execute on that as we're going along, okay? Avoiding the takeaway will help you avoid some of the interaction that shows up with this envy and jealousy. And here's the thing. As a leader, takeaways are gonna come at you too. So by noticing these tendencies in ourselves, we need to work to step outside of it recognize that, hey, I'm getting triggered here because it's a takeaway, right? Reminds me of a, a a comedian who had a joke years ago. And basically it was this, which was like the newest piece of technology that that person could remember at the time. Like the newest thing that they were familiar with was Wi-Fi on an airplane, right? We didn't used to have that. We didn't used to have a Wi-Fi, obviously. But at one point, finally, the planes kind of caught up. They had Wi-Fi on the airplane so people could crack out their laptops and get some work done while they were flying. Cool. Nice. So this thing's new. It's like the newest, you know, latest and greatest thing on the technology front. So he's on a plane sitting next to somebody. They both crack out their laptops. They start working and then, then, boo, Wi-Fi conks out. And the guy next to him immediately goes, oh, this is crap. Like, dude, this was a thing that didn't even exist 10 minutes ago. And now you're all upset that it's gone? Like, you lived your entire life without it up till now. But that's what this envy and jealousy looks like. It looks like that. Hey, we're going to have free coffee. And then two months later, hey, sorry, we can't do the free coffee anymore. Like, their initial reaction is not going to be positive, And you as a leader no longer get to be surprised by that which means you got to think long and hard, look around the corner before you start implementing things that down the road you're probably going to have to take away because they're either not sustainable, you didn't think about your org chart enough, you know, we, just, you know, we, aren't, we aren't doing the, the business that we can to sustain it, you know, whatever it might be. So be, be, be methodical as you implement those kinds of things in your business with the organizations that you work with and you'll avoid interacting with some of this envy and jealousy. The other thing I think, and this is, I would actually argue, significantly harder, uh, especially for a lot of you that already have businesses in place. You've already got you know, people that you're in business with. You've got a culture that's already there. It exists. The best antidote. Wow, I don't think I said that right. <laughs> the best antidote to this envy and jealousy is for each of us to be happy with what we have rather than looking to calibrate our happiness based off of what we have compared to what others have. Well, first off, our entire culture isn't wired that way. Our entire culture is wired to get you to buy into the fact that you need a bigger pickup truck that you need, you know, the updated kitchen, that you need flashier clothes, right? right? You're not going to be cool like that guy on TV or that guy in the Facebook ad unless you have this thing, right? You are constantly being sold and reminded to not be happy with your lot in life. So first off out of the gate, this antidote is countercultural. So know that you've got that uphill battle. And secondly, the people that really do kind of live that way and walk that way are fewer and farther between. They're people who often show up with a heart of gratitude. They're not walking in complaining about their drive. They're walking in, they're happy, they're grateful. Because you know what? It's another day. That day is a gift. They got to work safe. There's people who didn't get to work safe today they get to work with great people, earn money. Yeah, the work is hard, but you know what? Work is also a blessing. So the challenge for a leader is how do you instill that as part of your culture? How do you instill that in your hiring process? How do you filter out people who aren't humble? How do you filter out people who aren't grateful? When the vast majority of our, of our country are filled with people who have been buying into exactly what everybody's been selling them. Which is, don't be happy with what you have. You deserve more. Here's the thing. That's not particularly easy. I'm not going to pretend that it is. It takes a lot of work. When I talk to people about needing to always be looking for talent... This is one of the things that's challenging to communicate to them. This is a forever process because finding people like that that also have the track record of success, that also have you know, the, the aptitude for the roles that you're going to be looking for, that also are willing to come and work for your organization, that see alignment in where the organization is going and where they're going, and da, da, da. you are threading the freaking needle pretty thin now. Which means you got to do a lot of searching. You got to look under a lot of rocks. These people don't show up on your doorstep going, Hey, I saw the ad. Like, nah, you got to be proactive. And like anything else in life, once you stop doing it, when you have to start doing it again, it is harder. It's harder to get going than to keep going. You want to weed out as much of the envy and jealousy tendency in your organization as possible so that you can more productively lead and you don't have fiefdoms starting to show up, fights over resources, and instead you really do have a team environment where the name on the front of the jersey means more than the name on the back of the jersey. If that's really what you wanna create, well, first off, as a leader, you've got to be able to look around the corner and stop making decisions today that might look good or might, you know, might make you feel good or might be easy or, or you know, might get you the accolades that you're looking for that ultimately aren't sustainable because that's just poor leadership. That's just you not doing a very good job in the role that you're raising your hand to do. And secondly, you've really got to work incredibly hard to get in business with people who are going to come with a heart of gratitude and humility because of this kind of the people that are more likely to show up each day thankful for the things that they have. Not coming from a place, well, geez, they're making 10 cents more an hour than I am, so I want to make 10 more cents. No, how about they show up and go, you know what? If I nail this role, every other opportunity is going to come from the fact that I nailed this look back on your professional career we'll end on this i'd be willing to bet that most of you the new opportunities that came to you were not because you won some freaking lottery they came to you because you were doing a great job at the thing that you were already doing i used to build scenery for for sets and movie productions and trade shows and all that kind of stuff well guess what i didn't become a lead carpenter Until I was a great carpenter I didn't become A technical director Running all the leads Until I was a great lead I wasn't the person Running the whole shop Until I was a great Technical director You don't get to skip Any of those steps That's how life works You want the next opportunity You want an increase Right You want to be able To make more money You want to be able To provide more For your family Great Look inward Get better Get better. The market always pays more for better. Hire people who understand that. Be a leader who demonstrates that. Who lives that. That's the antidote to envy and jealousy. Do your job really well. And hire people with the right attitude on the on the outset. And when you do that. The people that you're in business with right now that maybe struggle with that, the arc of time will pull them in that direction too. Or you might have to get out of business with some of them. Some people, it's just hardwired. It is. And as much as we'd like to think that coaching and consulting and working with and da-da-da-da-da can change everybody, history shows us it doesn't. Some will. Some will. Work with those people that will. Work with those that continue to progress. But hire and get in business with the culture you're looking to build when it comes to this aspect of influence. If you ever have something you'd like us to have address in one of our podcasts as it pertains to leadership, we'd love to have your suggestions. We'd love to have your input. Don't be afraid to email us, training at In the meantime, go make it a great day.